Batman The Audio Adventures. Who knows what evil dwells in the heart of the dark of the city? One lone defender of the night. Look in the shadows, on the rooftops. It's a specter. It's a shade. It's... Fairball! Central City takes a 3-1... Gotham City World. Good evening, folks. This is Jack Ryder here in downtown Gotham City's fabulous restaurant row, formerly known as the Rendering District. It looks like the whole city has turned out tonight for the Taste of Gotham Festival, an annual outdoor celebration of all the yummy things cooking in Gotham and the bat signal just lit up. That's always comforting. Nothing says everything is okay like seeing the old bat signal in the sky. Just gonna continue on here as if I'm sure a gang of clowns with Tommy guns is not about to come tearing out of the alley. It's called being a pro in this town. Okay, so as I say, it's the annual Taste of Gotham Festival and we're just in time for one of its most delicious, whoa! Coming through! My bad. One of its most delicious and time-honored traditions. No, 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 you can't stand there, Mac. There's gonna be pierogies coming through here. Hot pierogies! Okay, here? Okay. Yes, that's right, pierogies. We're here outside Mama Dagmar's famous diner for the infamous pierogies pig out. Let's hear that jingle, ladies. Mama Dagmar's famous pierogies. The dough's just so and the meat is sweet. Hey! That's right, Gotham loves her pierogies, and none more so than... Get right in my way, Pally! Hot pierogies! Sorry, look, I'm trying to cooperate. Mama Dagmar says the pierogies gotta be hot. All right, the rules are simple. The hungry Gothamite who wolfs down or gobbles up the most Mama Dagmar pierogies in just five minutes wins. And waiting right here to crown this year's winner is Gotham's pierogi queen herself, Mama Dag... Oh, she's late. So no Mama Dagmar. Do we do any prep work on this show, or do you just send me out here to dangle like a jerk? All right, fantastic. Then let's meet our five hungry contestants. Contestant number one, how are you feeling? Feeling good, Jack. <laughs> well, a little nervous, actually. Uh, at least, I hope it's nerves. Uh, could be scarecrow drugs. <laughs> I mean, if I was dosed with scarecrow drugs, wouldn't it feel exactly like this? <laughs> no, but I'm good, I think. Great, so... I, you know, I, I know it's been almost two weeks since Valentine's Day, and the police say the Batman is on it, but the Joker is still out there, and... Okay, we don't really use the J word on this program anymore. It's a new policy. Also, we're discouraging mentioning the scarecrow or any of his escalating narco-terrorism. Thank you. People are trying to enjoy an eating competition. So, moving on. Contestant number two, are you ready for Is someone supposed to be sitting in this chair? Anyone? Contestant number two left when the bat signal lit up. Okay. Great. This is going great. It's not too soon, Jack. Gotham's ready for a nighttime outdoor competitive eating contest. Move it, Jackson! Gah! Last load of pierogies! Mama Dagmar says the dough's just so and the meat is sweet! Mama Dagmar's famous that was loud. Ladies, I'm gonna be the one that cues you, okay? Not the waitress. Still no Mama Dagmar? Okay, look, let's just start this thing, okay? It's only a 90-minute broadcast. Okay, contestants, on your marks. Get set, let the pierogi pig out begin. And they're off. Look at him go. Look at... Ugh, yuck. Mickey, where is she? Mama Dagmar. Well, what am I supposed to do? Just watch them eat? Okay, here, get that waitress. Miss? My 
name is Harleen Quinzel Jackson. I'm new in town, but I'm already a big fan of yours. Well, that's great. Harleen, did you say? What can you tell us about these famous pierogies, Harleen? Oh, well, Mama Dagmar says the meat is key. Hey, amen to that. Which is weird, because she'd do anything to avoid paying top dollar for the stuff. She what? Oh, yeah, she's all up in the meat packing racket. If it's cheap, it goes in the pierogies. We're not talking grade A meat. No, doctor, more like grade I chihuahua. <laughs> I, I, uh, sure you're not. Anyway, about a week ago, she tried to get cute. She thought she saw an opportunity to undercut a wholesaler in the chaos. Chaos? What chaos? Ah, uh, you know how it is since the Penguin and Two-Face crime syndicates moiged. I really don't. Oh, come on. If you don't see what's going on, you must be selling pencils. See, Mama D figured since Penguin and Two-Face were teamed up, she didn't need to pay out twice. I guess Two-Face didn't like her getting wise, so long story short, Two-Face sent his boys over here late last night after closing. And you know, looks like Mama Dagma went into the kitchen and pierogies came out if you catch my drift. I definitely don't. I'm just saying, there was no meat in the freezer when I closed up last night, and now there's pierogies. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I don't think Mama Dagma's gonna show up. Or she's already here, I guess. I don't know. This is why I'm vegan. Stop eating. Stop. Get that out of your mouth. Don't eat the pierogies. Mama Dagma's famous pierogies. Don't. That. The dough's just so and the meat is sweet. I guess I'll take over from here, Jack. Hi, Gotham City. I'm Harleen Quinzel. I think I used to be a doctor. I'll be honest, the last two weeks have been really screwy in the dome piece. I took this job because I didn't know what else to do. I'm just trying to stay alive till he gives me a sign, you know? My darling baby sweet puddin'. My sweet Mr. J. If you're watching, Puddin', please tell me how to find you. Tell me what to do. I know we're meant to be together. Tell me what you want me to do or else I'm gonna start guessing. Gotham, in a starless sky, anvils hang over the asphalt. Join us now for another tale of life and death in Gotham City. February 27th, two weeks after the Joker's failed Valentine's Day catastrophe, Gotham City stirs to life again. But sometimes, when you live to fight another day, all that's promised is another beating. Or in Batman's case, seven. While the Joker remains at large, gangster kingpins and former rivals the Penguin and Two-Face have combined their criminal might. And the mysterious narco-terrorist known as the Scarecrow remains unidentified, even as his fear drugs plague the city. But while the city seethes outside, we rejoin our adventures safe in here. Apologies for the close quarters, and don't breathe too deeply, there is limited oxygen. We are presently inside the cramped confines of a private safe. And not just any private safe, but a private safe in the home of one of Gotham City's wealthiest and most prominent citizens. Its twin dial locking mechanism will only open for one of three trillion combinations. There is quite possibly no more secure location in all of Gotham City. <laughs> that is, unless Catwoman is on the premises. Well now, what goodies have we got? Goodies too numerous to mention. A heaping mound of lucre. 
Gold, stock certificates, jade, emeralds, a length of impossibly flawless pearls. And as Catwoman paused through a cool trillion, she is irrepressibly... Disappointed. Yes, despite the beguiling treasures on offer, Catwoman is looking for something she has not found. The question of its vexing absence would be an excellent one for a resident of the household. And, as luck would have it, one is waiting patiently nearby. You got a fortune in here, Cookie, but I'm known for my particular tastes. Where is the ocelot? Too loose? Boy, I thought I tied you up pretty good there, but if you say so, <laughs> let me know when this gets too tight. <laughs> Thank you. Now then, I'll take the gag off, but only after we get a couple things ducky between us. I'm here for the Ocelot of Paradise. Ring a bell? It's about the size of a grapefruit, weighs about 10,000 carats, and looks like a big blue cat's eye. Now that'd get my attention any day of the week, but here's what brought me all the way out here to the suburbs. The Ocelot ain't just a honey of a sparkler. It's a pure Santa Priscan Larimar. Yes, that's right. It's illegal to import it. Really illegal. Santa Priscan Larimar gives blood diamonds a good name. Now, you ready for that gag to come off so you can tell me about your supplier? I disagree. I think you need some extra convincing. You know what's good for that? <laughs> Fireplace tools. Now then. Do you have any idea why they call this thing a poker? Let's find out together, shall we? What the? Suddenly, as Catwoman stumbles away from the vast fireplace, the room fills with a massive cloud of soot. <coughs> as the black cloud billows, it seems to take solid form. Put the poker down, Catwoman. You're not going to hurt that old man. <coughs> Batman? Did you just literally drop out of a chimney? Like an actual bat? You are really going method with this thing. Catwoman. Where does it end? You already live in a cave. Tell me you haven't become an insectivore. Catwoman, this has to stop. I agree. Why am I seeing more of you since I iced you out of my life? You're interfering with the situation I have under surveillance. It's not the first time. You know this guy is moving Santa Priscan Larimar. He's not, but he's in contact with people who are under my supervision. A sting operation? In progress. But you jumped the gun. Oh, what do you know about guns? You fight with a boomerang like a weirdo. But if you want to talk about interference, let's have that conversation. You laid out Tooth Gumford last week. He ran black market guns. He was my fence. And he didn't truck with the psychos. We need that kind of crook on the street. No, you need crooks on the street. I'm sworn to uphold the law. It's not a judgment call for me anymore, Catwoman. It's the only sustainable way forward. Look around. The combined might of the Penguin and Two-Face Syndicates has driven the small-timers into survival mode. The ganglands have gone feral. Gotham is at the tipping point. Hey, I stopped doing this because it was fun a long time ago. Then join me. This can't go on. Why? Because you say so? In the last two weeks, I've cleaned out more of those small-timers than you'll legally arrest in two months. So here's a counteroffer. Stop playing cops and robbers. It's lame. And it's hopelessly naive. I'm trying to save the city. <laughs> so am I. I just get paid for it better than you do. <laughs> See? Thank you, exactly. The GCPD is overwhelmingly corrupt. You know that, you ridiculous man. I have my people, and the resources are more... If you think you're in control of the situation, because you have your little rooftop powwows with Commissioner Useless, you're Joker crazy. Catwoman, 
This isn't a request. That does it. I swore the next time you talked to me like that would be the last. You think you're the only one who cares about this city? Where are you going? Back to work. You know this means I'll have to pursue- No. Here's what this means. This means war. Make wise choices, Catwoman. The next time I see you, it will be as an officer of the law. And that's as close to a threat as you will ever get with me, Batman. Oh, and this is some house, isn't it? Be sure to tell your friend Bruce Wayne he knows how to live. But he should really invest in a decent security system if he's going to always be out of town. I'll make sure to mention it. And tell him I'm sorry if I was rough on his man Jeeves there. Sorry, Jeeves. As Catwoman disappears into the night, Batman crosses his father's study to untie poor, faithful Alfred Pennyworth. I'm sorry, Alfred. I... Old man! Oh, come now. It's theater, Alfred. You appreciate You're it. You're not going to hurt that old man. Alfred. And dropping out of the chimney. Who do you think is going to clean up all of that soot? I was downstairs when Catwoman finally made her appearance. How did you want me to get in? You would have preferred I crashed in through the windows? Your precious, leaded, glass windows? I would prefer it if you didn't have Catwoman in to hash out your differences. She makes good points, you know this. Catwoman may think her street-level chaos is making a difference, but it's nothing but crime redistribution. The city still burns. Even so, Catwoman is no ordinary adversary. And if you insist on having it out in the alley with her, you might do well to remember the tale of the Kilkenny Cats. Thank you, Alfred. I take your point. Because we all remember what happened to the Kilkenny Cats. Yes, we do, so there's no need to... There once were two cats from Kilkenny, who each thought that one cat too Alfred. many. So they scratched and they bit and they fought and they fit, till accepting their nails and the tips of their tails, instead of two cats, there weren't any. Excellent recitation. Thank you. It was. But if two cats are your problem, there's an easy solution. One has to go back in the bag. It is said the enemy of my enemy is my friend. What then is the rival of my adversary? A question Batman has given himself to answer in his ongoing exegesis of life and death in Gotham City. Ladies and gentlemen, Oswald Cobblepot could not be here tonight, but on his behalf, may I welcome you to the fabulous Iceberg Lounge. Now, this next number is all about numbers. Please welcome the Count in his arithmetic swing. Now, let's sing a song of six guns, a gullet full of fry, four and twenty blackbirds juke in the pines, and when the It's okay. It's it's all right, folks. Nothing to worry about. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just minor minor flesh wounds. Uh, the count is not mortally injured. Gigi, run upstairs and tell Mr. Cobblepot this has to stop. Two Face just shot another one of his nightclub acts. We're just gonna take a short break, folks, and uh, uh, the next round is on the house. Anniversary of the mysterious disappearance of Wayne Tech executive Lucius Fogg. Stock in Janus Cosmetics fell to a market low. Prepare yourself for the enigmatic, the absurd, the irrepressible. The Harlequin is coming to Gotham City. The Harlequin coming soon.
Life and death in Gotham City. Epilogue. On a lonely fire escape over a grimy South Gotham alleyway, a lovelorn woman pours her heart into plaintive song. In the dark purple dawn, yes, the sun shall rise anon. And the golden light will play upon my mood. Two weeks ago, Harleen Quinzel met the man of her dreams. Maybe it was his smile. Maybe it was his savoir-faire. Maybe it was a megadose of his psychotropic aphrodisiac rampaging across her blood-brain barrier. Love's a mystery. All Harleen knows is that day she felt brand new. A freshly stropped razor honed to a perfect edge. And every day since then, she's felt like a lone shoe dangling from a telephone line. A wayward half of a necessary pair. Abandoned, precarious, and without purpose. When the rooster does bid me rise, I'll gently shut my eyes till the dark purple reappears. Same as the last number. Let's all sing along to Mr. J's favorite ditty, Dark Purple Dawn. No, not again. The dark purple dawn. When the moons go... Ow! Oh, hey, thanks. I actually did want to shoot. Thanks. Ow, ow! Hey, hey! Who's throwing batteries? Now that's low class. Learn a new song and sing it in the daytime. It's called a moonlight serenade, you dink. It's gotta be at night. Ugh, I'm singing my heart out here. Fine. It's pearls before swine night and loser town anyhow. See you at the sock hop. Climbing back through the window into her $10 a night room, Harleen heaves an exhausted sob. Uh. Whatever brought her to Gotham City two weeks ago is long forgotten. She is now living for a love that's slowly killing her. She has no way to find her beloved, no way to reach him, no way to make him hear how badly she needs him. All she can do is wail into the lonesome night. Finally, vague feelings of despair begin to form a tragic plan of action. My dearest, sweetest puddinist, Mr. J, if you were reading this, it means I couldn't bear it no longer, and I have decided to... Uh, uh, no, too messy. Um, I am headed to the top of Wayne Tower to... Oh, yeah, right, you and what bus fare? Come on. I need a way to snuff it out that's cheap and classy. Oh, hold up. I got it. To the Gotham Zoo. Jay Bird naked in the polar bear cage. Fortunately, fate intervenes to offer a more dignified solution to her heartache. Right now, you're holding a banana up to your ear. Oh, yeah. I did 
think the reception was awful good for a piece of fruit. Yeah, so obviously you're quite cuckoo, Harley darling, and this call is coming from inside the house if you catch my drift. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to me. Okay, fine. I'm not the Joker, per se. I'm your heart's desire. I'm what's keeping the Harley Sharks swimming, you know what I'm getting at? And I just got the distinct impression you were tossing in the towel on me, isn't that right? Looking to bite the big bazooka? Oh, I didn't think of a bazooka. Yes, you did, because I'm you. But I got a better idea. I think you can still get what you're after. Yeah? Sure. Quitting is for smokers, right? You're a go-getter, I can tell. So if it's a fella you fancy, maybe you just need to show a little more interest in his hobbies. His hobbies? Just spitballing here, but uh, do you ever think of trying your hand at crime? Crime? Me? Nah, you're right. I had you pegged wrong. Forget I said it. What? No, no! Wait, you, you think Mr. J would notice me if I... Hey. I don't know nothing about nothing. I'm just nonsense coming out the end of a banana. I'm just saying the clown prince of crime probably only dates other criminal types, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Other criminal types. I got it. And you got an eye for crime. Didn't take you long to size up the score at Mama Dagmar's, did it? Hey, weren't you even a doctor of crimeology or something? Hi. It was something like that. Well, I better let you go. You got a lot to think about. Oh, hey, listen. After I hang up, why don't you go ahead and eat this banana? They're good for you. Potassium, I think. Because trust me, when you finally decide to go through with what I got in mind, you're going to need your strength. As Harleen Quinzel mulls an exciting new career in the up-and-coming field of villainy, we mark this page in preparation for a hasty return to the latest volume of Life and Death in Gotham City. To be continued. Batman The Audio Adventures Written and directed by Dennis McNicholas Batman, created by Bob Kane with Bill Finger, based on characters from DC, with performances by Jeffrey Wright, Aristotle Atari, Ike Barinholtz, Rosario Dawson, Steve Higgins, Toby Huss, Gillian Jacobs, John Leguizamo, Dennis McNicholas, Tim Meadows, Seth Myers, Bobby Moynihan, Chris Parnell, Katie Rich, Ben Rogers, Paul Shear. Pete Schultz, Brooke Shields, Brent Spiner, Keenan Thompson, Alan Tudyk, Bradley Whitford, Melissa Villasenor, Eli Brugerin, Doug Bossy, Ronjani Brow, Chris Gibney, Julie Larson, Erica Phillips, Rosie Phillips, Tony Phillips, Zoe Phillips, Deirdre Quinn, Robbie Wyckoff, Executive Producers John Berg, Angela Petrella, Produced by Dennis McNicholas. Executives in charge of production, Shalene Desai, Peter Girardi. Producer, Tyler Dorson. Production services by Cast Media. Producer, Colin Thompson. Coordinating producer, DJ Lubell. Music by Doug Bossy. Sound recording, design, and mixing by Big Yellow Duck.
Sound design, mixing, dialogue editing, and re-recording mixing by Chris Gibney. Dialogue editing and additional post-production by Julie Larson. Writer's assistants, Trey Woodard and Scott Weinstein. Original songs by Doug Bossy and Tony Phillips. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictional. Any similarity to any actual person, living or dead, or to any actual events, firms, places, and institutions or other entities is coincidental and unintentional. This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries, and its unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability and criminal prosecution. Country of First Publication, United States of America. Batman, The Audio Adventures. Copyright 2022, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated. Batman and all related characters and elements are trademark and copyright DC. All rights reserved.